Boom, just like that. We're we're on a podcast, people. Uh, lots to talk about on the episode. We've got, of course, the first look at the Ocean Gate Titan wreckage. Some crazy pictures coming in from that uh, senseless tragedy. Uh, speaking of which, Madonna in the hospital as we speak, intubated over the weekend. We'll share the details there. There is a conspiracy theory about Ryan Seacrest. I mean, more theory than conspiracy, but interesting nonetheless as he uh, is announced as the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Roseanne Barr says the says nobody died in the Holocaust. I don't know, people. What do you want from me? Richard Branson is not learning a thing from the Ocean Gate Titan experience. He's getting ready to send rich people up into outer space. Uh, Andy Cohen kisses Jennifer Lawrence. Interesting clip there. Biden snaps on a member of the uh, press corps, and uh, we weren't here Monday because we were at a fundraiser with JSABs. We'll recap all of that for you on this episode and more. JSABs and Frankie C will be along for the ride. That, my friends, it is a podcast. <laughs> Uh, nice to be here with you. Want to acknowledge and say hello to everybody in the live chat uh, who got the party started before we actually did. Dennis, Bird, Miss Justice, uh, TD, Diane, Raven, uh, Kathy. See everybody there in the mix. Glenn, Will, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. As always, appreciate the live audience for being here. And as always, appreciate the not so live audience the replay audience for being there with us as well. Uh, like I said, Frank, is he going to join us a little bit? So we'll, uh, Jay Sabs, we'll recap our wonderful evening over at the mansion at Oyster Bay on Monday night. We were raising funds for the star legacy foundation. I have a couple of apologies to make for that evening. One to my man, Brian, the cannon Bannon, uh, but more on that uh, coming up. Let's start off with the uh, ocean gate Titan wreckage. Uh, photographs coming up for the first time. Credit the AP News. Uh, I'm going to put this into the live chat. If you're watching or listening on the replay, you'll find a link in the description of this episode of some of the footage coming in and some of the uh, first few photographs from the Titan, uh, Ocean Gate Titan submersive, a word that we've come to not love so much, uh, being pulled ashore here so that it can be investigated by the Canadian and American governments. Uh, these folks are doing some great work to pull this wreckage off of the bottom of the ocean, uh, which is just unbelievable. A mere 10 days after it imploded, killing those five passengers on board, the one kid and the four other people. I don't know about you. I mean, again, we've been following this from day one, and it's been rough to kind of find them and do all that. And the investigation, you know the story. but. Even after, you know, finding some of the debris, um, you know, we were. The fact that we were able, not we, but they were able to find all of this stuff within 10 days is kind of a small miracle. You know, I mean, that's kind of a small miracle. Large chunks of the submersive were uh, submersible, excuse me, were hauled ashore uh, by a crane, as you could see in that in that uh, photograph. Some of the pictures that you can see there from the link 
recovered by a ship docked in Canada. Despite attempts to keep it covered, photos appear to show mangled electronics as well as the nose cone with the distinctive circular window. Uh, according to the Canadian press, credit the AP, though, for the photographs. They were the ones who came across the photographs first. Uh, as we later learn, the U.S.-based paleo Pelagic Research Services, or PRS, as I will refer to it from here forth, because I can't say that word, uh, said that its crew on the Horizon Arctic has been working around the clock for 10 days now through tough physical and mental challenges to recover the debris from the submersible. They use specialized remote control vehicles to find the shattered sub about 12,500 feet underwater and several hundred feet away from the Titanic wreckage that it was on its way to explore. Um, you could see they had some tarps over it, but we see some of those electronics. Again, the, the cone with the window in it. Some of the side panels are all in it. Um, you know, the crews did their best to cover it up. But listen, listen with the, the kind of a national attention that this story got, it's perverse, it's awful, but it's human nature for us to want to see this stuff. Like, don't feel bad for looking at it. Um, I right, feel a little bad, but don't beat yourself up too much because we it's why we slow down for car wrecks on the side of the highway. You know, who would want to see that? Yet we kind of have to look. There's some sort of human condition we have, you know, when it comes to this stuff. So understandable that they want to cover it up, but understandable that there were people. How these photographers, I mean, this is just down home cooking old school investigative journalism where they figure out who's over there doing the search where that boat's going to wind up coming back and docking and just about what time. I mean, you probably had this photographer camping out for days. Um, I would give him credit, but it just says the Canadian press via the AP. Oh, Paul Daly. There we go. Paul Daly is the photographer. So credit to Paul Daly for those photographs. Um, poor Paul Daly must have been just sitting in a car by himself for days, you know, just waiting, drinking coffee like an old school stakeout. Uh, waiting for that thing to come up. You'll notice, and again, you know, all right, so a question you might be like, I thought this thing imploded. Why are we still seeing pieces of it? The, 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 all of the elements, the, the front, what you, what you saw, the cone is a one piece uh, metal, right? The back one piece, I mean, the, the shell itself got torn up, but what, what basically was crushed was the hull, if you will. And that was that polycarbonate, whatever, the thing that's made up of multiple materials, not one solid piece of material that's, you know, that can't be, that there's no weakness in there. That thing in the middle, which they were sitting in, which for some reason they built out of the weakest material out of the whole thing and thought that it would be okay, is what, you know, scrunched up together like an old uh, can of soda. And that's what we won't see. You know, that's what we won't see. But um, all the other stuff, you know, you will see. Um, all right. I'm going to put another link in the chat for everybody in case you're having a little trouble with the, the video. This uh, one from the New York Post pulls all the posts, pulls all the pictures out. Um, and that might be a little bit easier to see. Uh, Sharon loves pizza. I sent an email gift for the podcast. Can you email a million dollars? Because if you can, I'm really going to be excited to check that email later. Thank you, Sharon. You didn't have to do that. Appreciate that. We'll, uh, we'll pop on over and, uh, 
take a look as soon as the episode is over. Uh, Dennis, goosebumps. Yeah, totally. You can't look at these images and not feel a little goosebump, goosebumply. It is definitely uh, sad. They're going to study this stuff. They're going to investigate. I'm sure we'll find out some more information. I'm sure we'll find out exactly where uh, this thing imploded, what went wrong exactly. I'm sure we'll find out. Who knows if they could date it down to the exact time or moment. I think we kind of have that from the um, auditory uh, facts that have been collected. You know, them hearing that sound, that recording that came in on Sunday, on Father's Day. Uh, I'm sure we'll that'll be part of it all. But um, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get some kind of information from it. No bodies, uh, no, like, you know, hair or, you know, hat or wristwatcher. Anything crazy like that. I mean, even if they did get a small piece uh, from one of the victims, we wouldn't have seen it come over in a crane like this. That would have been that would have been taken off of the boat in some other way, shape, or form. So if we do get any mention of that, we'll we'll be sure to uh, pass it along to you. Uh, turns out the email gift from Sharon Loves Pizza is art. Maybe it'll be worth a million dollars one day. We'll hold on to it. We'll keep it in the old vault, and uh, we'll see if it can. Uh, is it an NFT or is it an old school art thing? Please let me know, Sharon Lewis Pizza. I got a lot of I got a lot of investments that are going wrong right now. So we could really use the cash injection. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number one investment going wrong. We donated some money to the Star Legacy Foundation and then showed up at the event only to find our advertisement in the trash. So that was again, not uh, not that I'm saying. That's the only bad investment we've made. That is just the latest in a long series of bad money decisions we've made here on the podcast, for sure. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, head on over to our TikTok, which you can find the link to in the description below or at anthonyonair.com. Uh, but we put together a whole uh, recap of our time at the Star Legacy Foundation. We'll talk about this some more in a moment. Uh, there we are showing up at the event. We'll get into this as we go, but you can watch that TikTok uh, right now. And follow us on TikTok, people. We need some follows on the TikTok. We've got, we have 972 followers. I can't even tell you that is 0.001% of the amount of people that listen to this show. If we could just get when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 1% of the people that listen to this show to follow us on TikTok will have a lot more followers. Did I say TikTok or TikTok? Get some TikToks, follow us on TikTok, and we'll have an amazing time together here on out. Um, episode, again, we're still in June, brought to you by our good pal Aaron's book, Oval, a novel. It is Frank's wife's first book, and it is the first time anybody in Frank's family has had any sort of success whatsoever. So we really should celebrate this whole thing. I mean, you're talking about a long history of losers. Uh, this is the first time the name Campanella has ever been associated with a win. This up to and including this podcast. 
And uh, we're very proud of Erin for that incredible work. It's a huge book. It's a great summer read. Reviews have been coming in and they've been through the roof. People love the story. It's a novel. So again, it's uh, about a bunch of kids growing up, how their histories intersect and their futures intersect with one another. It's a wonderful story. Steinbeck-esque, if you will. A modern day Steinbeck that Aaron Campanella. Link in the description below. Uh, you can get it on Amazon in hardcore, hardcover form there. I like to call it hardcore, hardcover. Or on the uh, old Kindle version. If you need to save a couple bucks and get it on the Kindle version. Um, if you order it in June and uh, you send a receipt, a little screenshot of your purchase over to mdchmedia at gmail.com, we'll send you a personalized note with a exclusive limited edition. Batteries not included, AOA book club sticker. So that's very exciting. Grab a copy of that today. You'll be supporting Erin, uh, of course, and uh, helping her out, make it to the top of whatever bestseller book list she's she's going to be on. I hear the book is doing well, so we're all excited for her. So keep it going. Uh, Miss Justice just uh, put a link in the live chat for the uh, whole spiel there. You could order it with that link. Thank you, Miss Justice. You are always on top of it. You are the best. Uh, the Pet Wellness Coach only has 458 followers. Would love 900 plus. There you go. Follow the Pet Wellness Coach. If you need some pet wellness, I would assume you're going to get more pet wellness there than on the Anthony on Air podcast. So if you can, follow the Pet Wellness Coach only after you follow us on the TikTokers. Go on over to the TikTok. Search Anthony Radio. We'll come up. Appreciate that as always. You guys are the best. Um, how about this news? Madonna in the hospital, hospitalized. Always weirds me out when something like this happens because Madonna was intubated over the weekend. I believe it was on Saturday night, but we didn't find out about it until today. In fact, until just a few hours ago, it wasn't much before the podcast started here that we learned that Madonna, who's 64 years old, uh, was rushed to the hospital in New York City after being found unresponsive. Page six has the scoop on this one. Uh, she was discovered at her residence in New York City on Saturday before being admitted to the ICU, where she was intubated overnight. Her longtime manager, Guy Osiri, shared on Instagram today that uh, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection which led to a several-day stay in the ICU. It weirds me out that somebody as huge as Madonna could go to the hospital and nobody knows about it. Like, you think if Madonna gets wheeled into the hospital, somebody's going to be like, holy crap, that's Madonna. What's Madonna doing in here? Uh, and then on top of that, Madonna's got a machine breathing for her, you would think that that would leak out at some point before today. This happened on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. What, four days and they were able to keep Madonna uh, on a breathing machine a secret? I'm very surprised. I mean, it tells me, too, that this was super serious because the fact that it happened and her people didn't even put out a statement until today tells me that somebody over there in the Madonna camp was shitting a brick and was really worried and wanted to make sure that she was going to be okay before they put a statement out. You know, when these situations happen, this is the 
should we say something? Is she going to die or is she going to make it? And if the answer is, we honestly don't have any idea, they wait. They wait as long as they possibly can. I mean, if they know that they're going to be okay, they'll put the statement out. So that tells me that they didn't get the, she's going to be okay until today. And that's when Guy put out the message on uh, Instagram. Madonna's now out of the intensive care unit and recovering in a regular room in, an un- in a ward in an unidentified hospital. That's the other part of it. You know, keep it. Keep it quiet. But again, that even broke, like I said, just a few hours ago, three hours ago. And uh, we still don't know what hospital because you got to figure that there's there's some who was the guy who got the picture of the wreckage, Paul Daly. There's some Paul Daly's that we got a million Paul Daly's in New York City, hungry ones, savages who haven't eaten in a long time. You ever seen paparazzi? They're fucking crazy. And if they could be the first one to get a picture of Madonna before coming out of the hospital, you better believe they some of them would kill the family members to do that. I've told this story before, so forgive me if you've heard it, but I was at a charity, you know, the famous charity softball game in East Hampton where all the celebrities come. I was at that. We were taking a picture as a a softball team, celebrity softball game, taking a picture. Fucking paparazzi were fighting with each other on who's going to get the picture. I'm like, we're all standing here for 10 minutes. You're going to get it. They're like, get out of the way. I'm you're in my shot. You got like they almost came to blows. Over a softball picture. I got to be honest with you. That year, wasn't a lot of famous people there. So those people are savages. Uh, I love photographers. I do. Friends with a lot of them. I have a lot to thank. A lot of them to thank for some wonderful photographs they've captured of me over the years. Uh, But they're animals. They're animals. They're like, it's like talking about a football player versus a golf player. You know, a football player takes somebody's head off. Why? That's what he's programmed to do. That's his job. Golf player, not so much. Not so much. Golf player gets a blister on his finger and he's got to take a day off, you know? So that's who they are. Be proud of it, photographers. Um, Lords Leon, which is Madonna's oldest daughter, she's been uh, by her mother's bedside throughout the entire ordeal. Page six reports, it's unclear what kind of bacterial infection Madonna developed. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than 23,000 Americans die from a range of serious bacterial infections each year. Uh, I wonder, and can't help but speculate, criticize me if you'd like, if it has to do with all the plastic and bullshit she's shooting into her fucking cheeks. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm a podcast host. But common sense tells me when you're walking around looking like this, that maybe some of that foreign substance in your body is uh, hurting you, and now you're fucking passed out on the floor getting rushed to the hospital and being intubated. Again, not a doctor, podcast host. But in the word of bird, boom. Thank you. Laying it down. I would drop this mic if it wasn't on this fancy boom and cost a lot of money. And like I said, we just spent a lot of money sponsoring JSEB's event in which she threw our advertisement in the garbage before it even ended. Just saying. I'm not bitter. I'm just reporting the facts, people. I am just reporting the facts. Um, welcome, Aussie Annie, who did not get a notification that we're on. Somebody at YouTube, please tell them to look into this. We can't be losing people, especially Aussie Annie, our sole and number one fan in Australia. 
Um, this uh, Madonna business comes before her huge celebration tour in which she made out with half the people in the promotional video that she put on TikTok to promote this damn thing. And uh, it looks like that whole thing is going to get scrapped. It was going to start in Vancouver on July 15th, and she was set to play 53 shows across North America and Europe. And uh, her people said that they were going to reschedule. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, is she just going to reschedule the first couple of shows and hop back out there? Which is still possible. They haven't put out any any of the details. But then as I kind of read the statement a little bit more, it kind of seems like they might shelf the entire thing and wait until she's really up and ready to go. So if you had tickets for that uh, Madonna celebration tour, you might be waiting a little bit longer for her to uh, come around and uh, see you in a town near you. Now, Christine didn't get a notification either. We were really going to have to at YouTube and ask him what the fuck, you know, because we're missing notifications. Do you guys have the bell clicked? I know that's a dumb thing to ask, but, I think it's super important you click the bell on the YouTubes uh, in order to uh, get those notifications. Sometimes you may have accidentally unclicked the bell. I'm not here to accuse you of anything, but I know sometimes when I'm going for that like button, I can get a little click crazy and uh, click around and hit that uh, bell by accident, turn the whole damn thing off. So look into that before we go at screaming at YouTubes. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. I'm actually pretty, I'm physically upset by this. I'm physically upset by not only the news that Ryan Seacrest is taking over Wheel of Fortune, but that I didn't see it coming. And going back on it now, it's like painfully obvious. You know, Credit Paul, who sent the story in on the Twitter, also quite upset about it. Because we don't need another fucking Ryan Seacrest hosted show. We just don't. It's enough already with Ryan Seacrest. And I thought we were making progress when Seacrest decided, oh, I won't host live with Regis and Kelly anymore um, because Kelly doesn't really like me. I don't know why I'm getting up all, all hours in the morning. I got 17 other jobs. I'm going to lay this one down and I'm going to move, move aside. And I thought, oh, progress. Uh, Ryan is going to spend some time in the real world where he doesn't have a camera on his face, and he's not talking like this to everybody. Um, he's hosting American Idol still, right? He's got the New Year's Eve thing. He's got all the things. By the way, some people, some people, Dick Clark, in his latter years, after bandstand and all that shit, just made a living hosting the one. New Year's Eve is a big deal. New Year's Eve, everybody is, a lot of people go out, but the majority of the world is watching TV. Even if you're out, you probably, there's still a TV on somewhere where you, so you could watch the damn thing come down. You literally stay in everybody's world. You could be in everybody, you can be in somebody's life for 40 years working one night a week. Miley Cyrus, by the way, who's been hosting on, I don't know what channel she hosts on, maybe Fox. She's figured this out too. She's like, I can put out music and tour and all that. But if I just show up on New Year's Eve every year, after 10, 15 years, everybody's going to love me because I'm just going to be the New Year's Eve girl. I'm going to be the New Year's Eve girl that's not Ryan fucking Seacrest, you know? And Dick Clark figured that out too. Dick Clark was cashing checks for years. He was like, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm going to show up on New Year's Eve. Everybody's going to be like, oh, there's Dick Clark again. How great. And then, you know, after a while, everybody's going to love me. It's the truth. You really only, that's the one gig where you just go, I'll show up once. Everybody will be drunk. 
They won't really remember most of the shit anyway. But they'll be like, oh, there's the guy. on. There's the New Year's Eve guy. You know? And that's what it is. Uh, so Seacrest has got that going. So you could, he could literally just fucking live off of that for the rest of his life and be just fine. But no, he's got to be in front of a camera. Anyway, why I am upset is the theory going around showbiz right now is that he only left live with Regis and Kathy Lee to take this job that he knew months ago. And it's the only reason why he gave up the gig that he, that Pat Sajak was out because Pat Sajak told the producers of the wheel of fortune. He was out before it was announced publicly. So the producers of wheel of fortune have had this in motion for a while. So this mysterious announcement from Seacrest that he's stepping aside from live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Everybody's like, oh, uh, this son of a bitch had a deal on the side. I'm going to step in for Pat Sajak, tell Van and White what to do for the rest of her fucking natural life. So I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that he didn't genuinely give up a job. He just traded one for another. And I'm pissed I didn't see it coming because that should have been, I mean, granted, I don't know about Pat Sajak, but still, I should have just felt it in the air. I should have just known the son of a bitch is up to something else. There's no way he's just hanging it up to go spend time with his wife or girlfriend or boyfriend. I don't even know. Is he gay? I don't even know. Does he have a family? Does anybody like him? I'm not sure. Does he have friends? He would think not. I don't think Brian Seacrest has friends. I think he has producers. I think that even when you're at like a party, and you, if he had a friend, he would be like, what time is the next break coming? And you'd be like, Ryan, this is a fucking barbecue. There's no, there are no cameras. Can you fucking relax and have a hot dog? Also, does he eat? Because I don't think so. I saw this son of a bitch give an interview on Kimmel where he goes, I'm learning Italian. And Kimmel goes, why? And he's like, well, because it, Italian food is my favorite and you know I'm a foodie. What? No, I'm a foodie, motherfucker. Look at the evidence, okay? I'm a fucking foodie. You look like you haven't eaten anything but bro broccoli and a fucking brown rice in 25 fucking years. There's no way you slaying sausage and peppers and chicken palm like I do, you son of a bitch. And you're going to sit here going, I'm a foodie. I'm such a foodie. I love Italian food so much, I'm going to learn Italian. I love Italian food. Do you know what I do besides learn Italian? I just fucking eat. I just, I could sit there and go, should I learn Italian or should we just go to the fucking ristorante and get a goddamn chicken parm? And the answer is always chicken parm. Okay. It's always chicken parm. I don't know who's out there sitting there going, I, can, I need to learn Italian because I love Italian food so much. I love Italian food so much. I go, we should figure out another way to sneak in an Italian meal today. Maybe we should do first dinner, second lunch. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to my wife. Let's go get fucking Rosetta Stone and learn how to be a No. Pasta. Pollo. Prosciutto. You're done. You know, that's, that's it. You don't need to learn anything else. You don't need to go, look at me. I'm fucking Italian. I love Italian food so much. I'm learning Italian. You fucking disgust me. Then son of a bitch. Anyway, where was I going with all this? I, the, the, the Italian thing really pissed me off. You know, my grandmother tried to teach me Italian. I avoided it from her all these years. I go, 
I got it. Pizza, pasta. Like, I, I can figure it out. I can get into any restaurant in the world that serves Italian food, get fed, and pay the check. I don't need, we don't have to go any deeper than that. There's no need for studying. There's no need for studying. Even when I go to one of those fancy-ass Italian restaurants where the fucking titles are in Italian, guess what? I figure it out. I find my way around, and I make sure I got some fucking uh, chicken covered in cheese and red sauce on my plate. It's not hard. It's not hard. And doesn't require a subscription to Babbel. Okay? You're another bunch of people that can go fuck yourselves. Uh, now, I'm missing all the good Paul comments and everything else. I see people laughing here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Paul, thanks, Ant. Uh, Seacrest is part of the lame-ass cabal. Deep State Seacrest. I like that one from Robin. That's a strong one. Deep State Seacrest. Uh, a lot of secrets from that Seacrest. Son of a bitch. Oh, I'm learning Italian. Oh, hi, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm learning Italian because... I love Italian. You know, I love Italian food. If I was Jimmy Kimball and I had a spine, I'd be like, how do what I know that? You look, you look like the fucking poster child for Weight Watchers. How would I know you love Italian food? I'd be like, look at my cousin, the Spanish guy who stands on the other That motherfucker has got a car problem. That him I if he says he likes Italian food, I could see that coming. Twiggy over here. No, that's a bit of a surprise. That's a bit of a surprise. But a thin douchebag who doesn't really eat who's pretending to learn Italian because he loves food that I could see that I could see coming. That to me sounds like more of a fucking theory than anything else. That sounds a lot more plausible than, uh, than the shit that you're spouting out of your fucking thin, non Cacio Pepe eaten face. Thank you. I had to work Cacio Pepe into the show somehow or else I'd lose two bucks to uncle glory hole. So that's a win all around. Got to make that JSAB's money back. You know what I'm saying? We're just flushing that thing down the toilet. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to get more Seacrest. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, look, the stereotypical thing, everybody's got the same material. You could have fucking, you could have, oh, thanks, Raven, here. LOL, have you seen the portion size of them rich dishes? He probably is star. Yeah, motherfucker star. Do you know what a, a portion size was in my family growing up? Do you know, do you know, like, this is Seacrest? Seacrest doesn't know the first fucking thing about Italian food. Italian portion size is you put enough on the plate that you have a hard time breathing. That's when you know you have eaten enough food. Have you ever seen Italians eat? They go like this. They take this big, like, can I still, do I still have the lung capacity to pull in oxygen? That's how Italians judge on whether or not they've had enough fucking food and you're gonna sit there wearing a suit with a vest on it that's a size fucking 28 and go i love italian food why don't you go fuck yourself because i've had enough of your bullshit honestly honest to goodness like we portions like my grandmother would make sure that the you could not see the plate whatsoever and then you'd get through it and she'd be like how much do you want for seconds and then when you said, Grandma, honestly, I'm okay, she'd be like, what the fuck did I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning for uh, uh, breading chicken cutlets and making sauce? And you're okay with fucking three chicken cutlets? You're having another fucking four chicken cutlets. You sit down at this table. You're not getting up until you finish fucking seven chicken cutlets. That's Grandma, okay? That's what it was. That's what happened. 
manja manja is right yeah manja is right Ma people think manja means eat eat manja in italian means eat or i'll fuck you up little boy that's what i thought it meant that's what it meant in my fucking house growing up you know what i'm saying that was that was like you were like holy shit grandma's pissed and you're like no wonder she's been up since fucking 4 30 with her you know <laughs> with her hand in raw pork i mean that's no way to live I'm into Italian food, so I'm fucking learning Italian. Oh, my God. If I could smack the shit out of somebody, it would be Ryan Seacrest. I'm more upset over this Italian comment, which I think is like six years old. I don't know why I got this interview sent to me of stupid fucking Seacrest on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, but I did, and I watched it, and that's what he said. I'm learning Italian because I'm such a fucking foodie. God damn it. I'm getting more angry the more... <laughs> The more the more we're talking about this feels like a therapy session where I go, I start and I go, no, I'm, I, that's fine. And then by the end of it, I'm crying, walking out of the fucking room, wondering what happened. Hold on a second. This is it here. Jimmy Kimmel from two years ago. Let me see if I can find this part. I, I just fucking hate him. I don't even know. I don't know. Fucking Seacrest. Uh, then he's talking about he, he loves Kathy Lee. Who's the second Kathy Lee? The fuck is her name? All right, wait, I'm getting to the... Hold on. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. To try and learn a language. Oh, wait. Yeah, let's get back. Do anything, and yet I hear you're learning to speak Italian, which seems like um, so, a big endeavor. It is a. It is well, let me stop that right there. I hear you're learning to speak Italian. Yeah, what in the pre-interview? Because Ryan, one of Ryan Seacrest's quote-unquote friends, or as I like to call him, producers, was like, "He's learning Italian." Ask him about that. Like, like oh, I heard you're learning. No, it was a fucking pre-interview. He's a douchebag who has no life. So frustrating to try and learn a language at 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 my age. I'm 46 years old, and I but I wanted to do it. I, like you, are, I'm a huge foodie. I love food. To me, anytime I, I go to a restaurant, I want to meet the chef. I want to take a picture with the chef. I just want to have everything they have. Everything they have. Yeah. What, what is your signature? Let me taste it all. And Italian food is my favorite. Uh -huh. So I thought, all right, let me try and learn Italian. So I started. Is that not the fucking stupidest thing you've ever heard of? Here's, let me, let me tell you the moment I know that was bullshit. He goes, I like to taste everything. Look at me. Look at my face. Does this look like the face that just tastes? Does it look like I sample things, right? Do you think Italians, do you think Italians go, I'll just have a little? Do you know what a little is to my grandmother? It's a fucking plateful, okay? It's a fucking plateful. I like to taste it. No, we like to eat everything, okay? We want to eat everything. We don't go, I'll just have a little taste. That's some Hollywood brown rice and broccoli bullshit, okay? We don't fucking taste shit. We eat. We manja manja. All right. We're not over there going, I'll just have a taste. I'll just have a taste, please. Oh, not that whole thing. I'll just taste. Got an American Idol taping later. Do you know how hard it is to learn a language at 40s? Nobody fucking asked you to. Nobody. Are we supposed to feel bad for you? Nobody fucking asked you to learn a language. You know how hard, you know how difficult, oh no, tell us, how, 
how difficult your life must be learning a how is it hard forcing yourself to do something that nobody gives a shit besides you? I mean, tell us about that journey. Please inform us. Enlighten us. You fucking douchebag. <laughs> you know how hard it is? No, tell me. Tell me how hard it is. I'm forcing myself to learn how to how to uh, double dribble, backside, triple axle, slam dunk. Uh, I'm teaching myself right now at the moment. It's very difficult. It's very hard. You guys have no, I can't even begin to tell you how hard it is, but I, trust me. I'm going through a lot right now trying to learn the triple axle slam dunk with the basketball at fucking five foot seven. Uh, you know, I mean, this guy, like, I don't understand these fucking famous people. Who gives a shit? You fucking idiot. Never am I. I like Mexican food. I love tacos and quesadillas. I'm not sitting here going, oh, I'm, I'm learning Spanish so I can get closer to Mexican food. What? The, no. Does that make any fucking sense to anybody else? Does that make any fucking sense whatsoever? I love fries, so I'm learning French right now so I can enjoy my French fries better. You fucking idiot. Um, let's see here. What is this? Beth Cummings. My son knows chefs in his area of California on a visit to the newly designed kitchen. He was drenched with a huge pot of boiling water. I have to ask him if he quit visiting kitchens. Is that right? I would love that. I'd love if he was hit with a big pot of boiling water. Such a douchebag. Can't stand it. Bird, I'm making tacos right now. I hope you're listening to Rosetta Stone. You, you shouldn't be listening to us. You should be listening to Rosetta Stone teach you how to do Spanish, Bird. Because I don't know if you could properly make a taco unless you speak the native tongue. What fucking happened here? How did you get this name? Alphabetical side effects? Holy shit, that's a lot of emphasis on syllables. Good for you, alphabetical side effects. Nice name. That's a visual joke. Those listening won't get it whatsoever. Anyway, um, everybody's upset with Ryan Seacrest because he needs another fucking job. Like, I need another fucking pound added to me. Or, like, I need to learn another language at this point in my life. You know, I'm fucking 40 years old. Guess what? Not learning another language. It ain't happening. I'm not going to wake up at 46 going, you know what I want to do is expand my uh, linguistic horizons. You should be lucky I know the term linguistic at this point. I'm not learning a new language. It ain't happening. That ship, my friends, has sailed, sunk, and imploded. It's not going to happen. Uh, timely joke. But Seacrest doesn't need to host another fucking show. Uh, let alone the dream job. And I'll tell you what else. You know who I really blame for this? I blame the producers at Wheel of Fortune. Here's why. It's the reason why everybody hates the Yankees, right? The Yankees are a great team. Then they go out and spend $250 million on Alex Rodriguez. They get the best player. They're already the best team, and then they get the best player. It's not necessary. Wheel of Fortune should have pulled their pants up, traveled around the country, and found somebody who can be a wonderful and amazing host. Look, is is Seacrest going to be a good host? He's going to be just fine. He obviously can host it. He was the obvious heir apparent. He's number one. He's king of the short interview. He has no soul or personality. He clearly doesn't know how to fill his days. He can sit there and be a hollowed-out version of himself and ask people dumb questions in between spins. So it's going to be just fine. 
But I think this could actually backfire on them because it's so not intriguing. Nobody is going to want to tune in to wonder what he's going to do because it's going to be nothing. Now, the Wheel of Fortune is not going to lose any viewers. They're still going to have viewers. But like we saw with Jeopardy, you get a bump. You know, you let this person try out. You let that person try out. You know, this one hosts for a week. That one hosts for a week. People tune in. They want to see it. They're curious. They're blowing that opportunity. Nobody is curious. Nobody is curious to see how Ryan Seacrest does. It is going to be the most lackluster, non-exciting passing of the baton that we have ever seen. And it's a stupid move. They could have got somebody exciting, new, with a unique voice. I'm not saying you want to get somebody like, you know, crazy or controversial. No, that's not that's not it. But you could have literally plugged anybody in there and that would have been more of a who's this person? Who's who's this girl? What's that guy? You know, like you could have really done it up and made it an intriguing choice. Instead, you went for the safe play in Ryan Seacrest. And, the, and here's the other part of it, too. They're paying that Sajak. I don't even know what they were saying, like 20 mil, 15 or 20 mil at the end of it. You're probably paying Seacrest probably 10 mil at minimum if they could have gotten them for that cheap. You get some nobody off the street. You could have paid them a mil, 800 grand, you know, 1.5, whatever. Look, Drew Carey was a star. You could tell he wasn't going to be in movies. He had done the TV thing, the t- like the sitcom thing. He was tired of that. You know, you, you look at a guy who's talented like Drew Carey and he goes, ah, do I want to tour the country for the rest of my life trying to make money? Or do I want to just sit in California and host this fun show for an hour a day, collect a paycheck? So that makes sense. Somebody around Drew Carey. By the way, Drew Carey is funny comedian. There's plenty of non-controversial comedians that could have gotten, you know, this gig. You know, you think about like a, he's probably too talented, sells out too much. But like a Jim Gaffigan, you know, somebody like that uh, would have been a, a ball of laughs. Tons of fun to do this instead of fucking Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest will be dull and boring. And judging by some of the reaction, I mean, listen, it's probably going to be just fine. I would not be surprised, though, if this hurts them a little bit. Because people are so pissed. It's definitely going to hurt him in a sense of they're not going to expand their audience. He's not bringing anybody new in. This is not going to happen. People who are watching that show are going to watch that show no matter who the host is. Uh, Now, Vanna White, by the way, is lawyering up. This is an interesting little twist to this story. Vanna White, who knew Pat Sajak was going, um, has hired a lawyer to protect herself. And she's alleging a couple of things here. She's been on Wheel of Fortune since 1982. The week that Sajak said he was going to retire, or that they knew, she went out and hired a lawyer. This is a big-time entertainment attorney, uh, Brian Friedman. Friedman is kind of a crazy dude, been involved in TV a lot. Um, He is said to have also been retained by Don Lemon, who's suing CNN over his departure. He also represented Mike Richards. If you remember, Will, uh, Jeopardy gave the show to Mike Richards, who was the producer over there, the exec producer for a long time. 
before he blew it and and some old footage of him saying something who who even fucking remembers anymore um he represented him so this guy this is kind of his specialty burn tv hosts are this guy's specialty she retained that person because she says since 1982 uh that she's been there in the last 18 years it was 18 years ago where she got a raise and that she's been making around $3 million a year since 2005. She's received bonuses, which I don't know what kind of a bonus. Congratulations, Vanna. You, we've counted, and you have turned 750,000 letters this year. So that is a bonus for you. I don't know how Vanna White gets a bonus. Maybe she's got a ratings bonus tied in. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why they would give Vanna White a ratings bonus be like, uh, you know, we're doing so good in Sheboygan. It must be because you've been hustling on the board lately and really turning those B's and W's. Doing a great job, Vanna. Here's an extra 50000 for you. Uh, but she said she's not had a raise since 2005, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because making $3 million a year, hard to feel bad for you. But at the same time, when Sajak's over there making $15 million, I don't know if he's worth five times the amount that she's worth. And I'm fully aware while saying that sentence, that all she does is touch a screen and walk. I am well aware of that. Um, but Pat Sajak's up there making 15 million. I could understand. It's weird for her not to get even some sort of incremental raise. I mean, maybe the producers are, well, she's getting bonused out. What's the difference? But you would think that you would get some kind of a raise in there. But she's fucking got, a, she's lawyered up. Um... You know, and she's ready to go to battle with Sony Pictures. Those are the ones who produce Wheel of Fortune. Uh, she's going to hit the pay discrepancy issue hard, she says, as well as a possible gender discrimination with respect to her salary. Uh, Vanna White's contract is reportedly up at the end of 2023-2024, so next year. And she's reportedly hoping to secure a big uh, payday should she stay on the show. It's unclear how much Seacrest is going to be paid, but I'm guessing at least... I mean, at least in the worst case scenario, eight million. I mean, there's just no way Seacrest signs on for a show like this. He's not making well over four or five million. There's just no fucking way. Um, a lot of people said that she would be the host. I didn't think she was great at the host. Honestly, I thought she was great doing what she did, playing off of Pat Sajak. You know, and I don't know if she's going to play off of Ryan Seacrest, but I am a little surprised to hear this because you would think. They'd want to keep some continuity through Seacrest and hold on to her for as long as possible. Like, I would hold on to her until her fucking feet fell off. Until she was literally up there going, can somebody just push me in a wheelchair and I'll touch the things? I'd be like, okay, at this point, maybe we want to talk about having somebody come in here and sub for you. But I would keep her, and even even I would keep her through a couple of months of the wheelchair days. I would. What's that shit that they go on, you sit on and you go up the stairs? What do they call those things? I'd get one of those for her. Fucking glide her ass across the fucking board there. Let her touch the buttons. As long as she could still do this. As long as Vanna could still fucking touch shit, we would be fine. I would have Vanna in that fucking seat no matter what. Because I wouldn't want to change shit. I wouldn't want to change shit. I'm going to do it one step further. In the promo shot, I'd have Vanna in the foreground, slightly bigger. Seacrest in the background, slightly smaller. That's me. That's just me. Do they call it a chairlift? I feel like that's such a, it's not a fancy enough name, but I think Miss Justice is right. I think it's called a chairlift. 
I'd have Vanna's ass in a chairlift. I'd have her in there. Vanna lift, I'd call her. And she'd be over there just fucking turning vowels, having a good time. We'd be like, look, everybody, Vanna's still here. There's no reason to pull your advertising. We still need to print money. Uh, not a good look. I also don't know if it's a good look for her to lawyer up to if she's heading into a contract negotiation. Usually people don't don't work that way. Stair lift? Is it stair lift? Maybe that's it. Aussie says stair lift. Laura says stair. Yeah, stair lift, chair lift. I guess it's all the same. We'd call it the Vanna lift. We'd have the Vanna lift up there, the board lift, whatever we want to call it. And uh, we'd have her in there making it happen, fucking turning those letters, having a grand old time. Just having a grand old time, baby. Uh, appreciate all the comments coming in, all the co-hosting. Jay Sebs keeps messaging me that she's finishing her hair. Fucking show's going to be over soon <laughs> before she makes it on. Uh, I don't know what Frank is up to. He said he would be here just a smidge late. I think he's helping file a lawsuit for Vanna White, if I could be totally honest with you. That's where I think Frankie C is right now. He's over there in a the lawyer's office going, you're right, Vanna. Those fucking sexist sons of bitches. We're going to make them pay. Uh, Roseanne Barr was on a podcast over the weekend or yesterday or time doesn't matter. And uh, it was somebody who I admire greatly. I don't get to listen to his podcast or watch it all that often, but I do love him in clips online. And that's Theo Fawn. Uh, Theo Vaughn, very funny gentleman, has a southern kind of bit to him. His like his shtick is southern kind of guy. He's got the whole business in the front, party in the back. He's got that whole thing going on, the haircut there. And uh, he hosts a show called This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. And uh, Roseanne Barr was on there, and she said that the Holocaust, or nobody died during the Holocaust. It's hard to keep track of. The Holocaust didn't happen or nobody died during the Holocaust. There's always, there is a variable. There is a difference there, I guess. Um, the way she, now that sounds horrible. And I'm not defending Roseanne here. Believe me, I do not want to line up on Roseanne's side. But it, I don't, she didn't mean it. And I, you'll get a sense of it when I play it for you. Was it funny? No. But uh, Roseanne's in a weird place right now, I feel. You know, she's in this, I've been canceled, and now everything is cancel culture for me kind of thing. I think she put her last special on on uh, Fox, whatever that streaming Fox thing was, which, yeah, I, listen, I'm not an anti, listen, I have plenty of love for my Republican friends. If you're conservative, you're okay with me. I don't have a problem with you. Uh, but I do know media. And I do know that going on a cable news network streaming service, bear in mind CNN's lasted 10 minutes, and Tucker Carlson himself said nobody watches the fucking Fox thing. If you're putting your specials on there, you are not doing well. And I'm looking at you too, Rob Schneider. If you put your shit on YouTube or Twitter, you are seeing more eyes than you are on a fucking, whatever that Fox Now, I don't even, is it Fox Now? I don't even know what it's called. Fox, nobody watches us. Streaming service. Uh, so she put her last special on there. So obviously it's tough times for Roseanne Barr. I think she's extraordinarily funny. I think she's a legend. I think she's great. I think she's lost her way, figuring out how to deal with her status in life nowadays. I think she was pissed about the 
losing the Roseanne O'Connor show there, whatever the fuck that was called at the end. I don't even know. Um, I think she's angry. I think she's been canceled for some weird shit. And I think she's also done some really weird shit. Um, but the deadpan delivery that she gives when she says the remark about the fucking Holocaust just doesn't exactly make a lot of sense. It also followed up a line where she's talking about how uh, Biden could win get or get 81 million votes by winning 36 count, count, counties, excuse me. The truth is that Biden got 81 million votes by winning 36 counties, and that's just incredible. It really is. And that is the truth. Nobody uh, died in the Holocaust either, she said. That's the truth. Um, by the way, Roseanne is Jewish herself, which is important to know because, you know, a sane person, people wouldn't joke about this, but Jewish people get a little more of a break to joke about that kind of thing if they want to. Uh, and there could be some funny humorous stuff around this. People have done some jokes around in and around the Holocaust and have been able to pull them off. Very difficult thing to do. But I think she's joking here. Let me pick this up. I'll play the clip for you here. This is courtesy of the Theo Vaughn This Past Weekend podcast. And you'll hear Theo's response. He kind of just laughs it off because I think he gets that she's joking. It's a deadpan delivery. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's funny but I don't think that she meant it. And the response of from her and her team since has clearly said that she didn't mean it. So it wasn't rigged. Of course not. Yeah. 36 counties have 81 <laughs> million people in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the truth. And yeah. don't you dare say anything against it or you'll be off YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other ones because we have, you know, there's such a thing as the truth and facts and we have to stick to it. And, um, you know. It's scary. And that is the truth. And nobody died in the Holocaust either. No. That's the truth. Yeah. It should happen. Six million Jews should die right now because they cause all the problems in the world. But it never <laughs> happened. But it never happened. Yeah. So you hear him kind of be like, oh, my God. Like, you know. So her saying that six million Jews should die now is clearly a joke. Um, I would know because it's a bad joke. And I've made a lot of those. <laughs> kind of an expert in the band. I can see it. I, you know, do I get good jokes? Sometimes you get lucky, but bad jokes I could see coming because I'm really good at those. Uh, a lot of bad jokes, and I could I could spot a bad joke, and that was a really bad joke. Uh, again, she's 100 percent Jewish. Uh, people have been calling for comments like crazy. Uh, Ronald Lauder, who's the president of the World Jewish Congress, said that Barr's comments were quote Nazism in its purest form. Again, see, this is where I think the problem is. Like anybody, like this guy should be like. His response, honestly, in the World Jewish Congress should be like, who the fuck cares about Roseanne? That's how you should handle this stuff. Not, sh that's Nazism. I, I don't think it's Nazism, but I think the way you get past these things and you fucking shit on Roseanne is not to call her a Nazi. It's to be like, nobody cares about Roseanne Barr. Okay, that's really, that's the end of it. Nobody gives a shit. But these people who represent other people and, and every every Jewish people have it. Italian. Oh, the fucking anti-defamation Italian. Those people are the fucking worst. I can't stand those people the most. If there's anybody who doesn't represent me, it's somebody in an Italian anti-defamation league bullshit. Go fuck yourself. 
you know, worse than Ryan Seacrest trying to learn Italian, acting like that's going to help him eat Italian food better. Um, they just don't represent the people that they quote unquote say they represent, you know? Um, and that's this guy, if you ask me, and he's calling on Apple and Spotify to remove the episode. It's like, will you give me a break? There's more fucking people paying attention to this episode because of this outlandish and crazy ass fucking comment than anything else. Huh? Speaking of outlandish and crazy, Jason. Wow. I walked in at the right time, right? Yes. During the anti-Jew stuff. You love being anti-Semitic, don't you? Love it. Yeah. Um, Roseanne Barr, though, I missed it. By the way, um, did I miss talking about how Madonna, Madonna died? She did not die. What? <laughs> My friend just texted me. No. Okay, check social media. Get out of here. Okay. I'm fucking falling for it. I have to. I have no choice. She's not dead. I know. I just wanted to make you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me. Um, Okay. Roseanne Barr. I heard that it was, she did that. She said it like as very sarcastically as a joke, you know, I know you don't really joke about that, but you know, come on, it's Roseanne Barr. Do you really expect anything different? No. No, that's just, you know, it's a good point. That's always been her shtick, right? She's always been, she's always been that shock jockey. Yeah. You know. Right. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm not Jewish, but I, even if I, even, I just wouldn't be a fan You're not? That. No. Oh, no, okay. Not. I wish I was. Did you see the jelly donuts they eat at one of their holidays? I'm fucking Ooh. jealous. It's all shit. Right. Um, got the nice weather on all their holiday. How could you fight? How could you argue that they're the chosen people? It hasn't rained on one of their fucking holidays since Ever. I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's unbelievable. You like you walk out, you go, why is it fucking February? Why is it sunny in 85? Oh, it's Jewish holiday. That's oh, it. Oh, right. Exactly. Oh, okay. Fucking miserable and rains be, every Christmas. Wow. How could we argue? It's so nice. It must be a Jewish holiday. Yeah. How can we argue with them? unbelievable anyway yeah i you know and then and then everybody's doing the thing where they're like oh you have a comment and like her son was like i think the fact that you're talking to me is a sure sign of how ridiculous we've gotten today right you know because now it's like will roseanne apologize for what we should all be ignoring her like it's not it's like people ignore me (laughs) exactly it's just a fucking stupid dumb thing that you know that she said that wasn't that wasn't that great yeah. Cares. By the way, also, I think her point is ultimately, if I can get meta on everybody, what do you, she's been, everything has been taken from her. What else are you going to take from right, her? Right. Exactly. Well, true. you know, so what does she have? Nothing. Sorry, then, I'm fixing my hair because I just did it. Go ahead. Yeah. By the way, we're 56 minutes into this episode. I had to <laughs> I hear. got about 10 minutes left. Yeah, I had okay. to hear about how you're doing your hair for the show. And then you come on and that's what, what <gasps> I don't think so. That's not 50 minutes worth of hair doing right there. Oh, actually I had a phone call. So it wasn't, it wasn't all of that. Okay. So, I mean, it looks nice, but it doesn't look like 50 minutes it, of no, working on it. Nice. Definitely. No, this was very fast because I was on the phone call for long. So, all right. 
Well, it looks better than Frank's hair. Thank you, also, Annie. Oh, go there ahead. you go. It looks good in Australia. Maybe that. Maybe I have to be on the other side of the world, going in the opposite direction to see the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way it looks good. Um, Richard Branson, this week, is starting his "Let's Bring Rich People Into Space" trips, charging them four hundred and fifty thousand a seat, on the heels of the five people just dying after paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be underwater. Hmm. This is like starting an airline on September 14th, 2001. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't. Not one person in his company could be like, uh, can we just could we put a delay I, on this for a week or two? Well, they're thinking, well, it, it, this is going the other way. So we're good. <laughs> it's not under what we're going up, not down. We should be fine. Yeah. All right. That logic checks out, I guess. That logic really checks out. Um, I saw a lot of funny comments on this about like the $450,000 and one person tweeted, no, thanks. I prefer to die for free. It's kind of brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow they're going to launch tomorrow, uh, $450,000 a seat. I think it's going to be, let me see here, three Italians and a Virgin Galactic flight instructor. That sounds like a beginning of a bad joke. So three <laughs> Italians and a Virgin Galactic instructor walking to a bar. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a bad joke. I feel Wait, like we're going to... Hold yeah. on. Where's Frank? I don't know. He said he was going to be a little late. You know what he's doing. He's opening up the prize that he won the other night. He was That's very crazy. excited about his betting. I mean, that dance... Was great, wasn't it? Poor, poor Erin. That's all I have to say. It was, she lets <sighs> she lets him get on top of her. That's amazing. And she found a way to write a book in between all of it, which is honestly, it's the most heroic thing I've ever heard. You know the guy who, uh, you know, 127 hours here, he chewed his own arm off to get yes. free. What Erin has done is more impressive to <laughs> right. than that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so good luck to the Italians. I feel like I, I don't the, the three Italian line in there is weird to me going on this voyage. I feel like we're getting going to get one of those TikTok videos where it's like, here's where to get the best cacio pepe in outer space. And they're going to be a whole fucking thing. Right. That's a, that's a new thing now. I don't know if you've noticed. We Janine and I will talk about this in a second. We talked about TikTok trends that we see. Ugh. For some reason, everybody wants to tell you where the best cacio pepe is in Rome. And I have news for you. It's all the best. It's fucking Rome. All right. The fucking cheese just came out of a goat's asshole 15 minutes ago. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I love that. Cacio Pepe. <gasps> yeah. I, and I'll tell you something. I am not a white sauce person. Thank God you said sauce. I was really I worried. I don't like fettuccine Alfredo. Really? I think it's the most. I don't like it. It's too much. Well, is it the cream? Because there's no cream in cacio pepe. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I I had, I told you, we had that tasting menu in Miami. And they had cacio pepe on it. And oh my God, it was so good that I said I want to make it. But I have not made it yet. Nice face. Wait, this is when you were in Italy? Uh, No, Miami. (laughs) At an Italian place. 
All right, sorry, I was blowing my nose and I just heard E at the end of it, so I wasn't sure. Oh. Um, good cacio pepe in Miami. That's surprising. Feels like it's too hot down there to make any sort of good pasta. Oh, they had really good pasta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Janine and I were talking before. This is how I know it's good. Like, because Janine's my conspiracy theory person. Yeah, thanks. She, she texts me and she goes, are you getting a lot of delayed flights out of New York City TikToks on your feed? And I'm like, yes. Okay. I don't know what it is. I got a couple things, a couple theories. Okay, but let's hear it. I'll tell you this. On Sunday, I got the the first one I saw was on Sunday. And it was some woman who was like, I don't know what it is, but there are no flights leaving out of New York City this week. Mm-hmm. She goes, watch what happens. People are going to be complaining about the fact that they can't get out of New York City. And now it's here. And I'm like, what the fuck is, how did, the, how did she know? The only thing I can think of is the wildfire smoke is coming back. I think we're getting that tomorrow. Well, some people were saying that they said it was because of the weather. But, okay, so someone who was supposed to come to the outing, he came from Virginia. And he was supposed to get in Sunday, I think 12 o'clock. And he did not get in until Monday morning because every flight into LaGuardia was canceled. Every flight. That's wow. The, why? Why? I blame Pete Buttigieg. He's the first one I think we got to look at, but I don't know. Uh, then they were saying JetBlue people, uh, there's not enough pilots at all. And uh, this guy came on and he said, he's like, you know, I was, I was, on a flight, I was getting on a flight, we were delayed, and then as we got on to our next flight, the pilot was at the at like the gate, like when you walk through the end, like getting on the plane, and he was talking to people. And somebody said, Was he talking? What is he asking them? And the person said, Oh, he's telling them, like, um, I've been up for 28 hours straight. Do you trust me to fly this plane for two and a half hours? So he's like, I didn't believe it. And then I got up there and the pilot said this to him. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say yes and give you confidence? Or do you want me to say no? And then you have no, co-? he's like, I didn't know what to say. And then another person was like, um, we're looking for three people to give up their seats. Uh, you heard it being announced and we'll give you $1,300 um, to give up your seats. Now, pe- people were not doing it because they know they can get up to $10,000 nowadays. So they were really holding strong. I didn't go back and check. I mean, I probably would have been one of those people, but um, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. And then, another, and then of course, now I, then I got um, flight attendants and they were like, it's only just starting. You watch. But they wouldn't say about what. So it's like, do they know something? Is it is it because like there's not en- enough pilots to go around right now, and we're heading into the summer? They're starting to take vacation. Like they're all taking vacations, so their fleets kind of getting spread thin. Could that be it? Is it like that innocent, or you think it's something? I don't know. I I find it very strange. I find it very strange that no flights were allowed into LaGuardia on Monday, or to take off too. And it is true. It's not a lie. So you're telling me all day long they couldn't do that? And 
yeah it was uh there was like sprinkles here and there but it wasn't horrendous thunderstorms am i wrong no No, it's it's well uh what night was it tuesday well maybe it was monday night but it was like mid it was like three o'clock in the morning we had a bad thunderstorm but it was flying at three o'clock in the morning guess what i didn't wake up because of that and people said they heard things of of uh thunder did you hear it dude i a literal lightning bolt shook my entire house nope did not hear anything it was it was about midnight or so and i was still up and it was a really close lightning and the house kind of rattled a little just a little but it was very loud and i was like oh shit the kids i was worried that the kids are going to get up and get scared and i was like and i just sat there and waited and nothing and i went to bed and it was like 3:30 in the morning and i it was weird it was one of those things where you wake up right before it happens yep i know I, what you mean I woke up and then all of a sudden I saw the big flash and blah, 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 and the whole fucking house moved. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to be up forever. And I kind of like just waited for a couple of minutes and nothing. I was like, holy shit, I'm surprised. But it was loud. I don't know. They said because of the weather, but there really wasn't thunderstorms. I don't know. Maybe up there. Does that does a thunderstorm up there, but not down here? that can happen sometimes i think the weird weird not thunderstorms but air pressure and lightning maybe i don't know the i'll tell you what it was so bad i looked outside for for the mark so when i was younger i was in jersey my my family's house same thing thing hit it was so fucking loud was it it shook the entire house we go outside the like kind of after it was all said and done there was a patch of grass like this Oh, really? Burnt to it, still kind of smoking, burnt to a crisp. The oh, fucking shit. thing hit the ground, right? Which is kind of rare. It usually hits the highest thing. Hit the fucking ground. Grass is on fire. It's crazy. Okay. Never forget that. Yeah. It's crazy, though, but I don't know. What do you think it could be? I don't know, but it's weird that somebody on Sunday was, and like you said, all these, like they're, they were predicting. Now, yeah, they like, said it. They said, watch for delays in the next couple of days. Yeah. I know, I know that this stuff is all kind of intertwined and that can happen. Like if they don't think they can get planes out, yeah. they won't send them in. I get that. But it seems like a really in advance kind of thing that nobody is fully, fully explaining to us, which is what's yeah. so bothersome about it. Sus. Very sus. Like, usually at this point, you have somebody go, all right, everybody calm down. This is what's happening. This is what it is. You know? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. A couple things I've been seeing on TikTok. I am stuck in watch TikTok. Okay. Uh, this guy, Vokum. Have you heard of this guy, Vokum? I don't know who he is. But this guy has popped up on my page. He's in the Diamond District. Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, there's literally like one street in Manhattan. Oh, you know, the, what's the movie with Adam Sandler kind of pop- popularized it? Oh, I know what you mean. Stones, oh, Uncut yeah. Stones, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah. Uncut Gems. Remember that girl's clip? I, uh, gems. <laughs> that I, kind uh. of That kind of showed it. There's this weird street in the city. It's like two blocks. It's like Caddy Corner from the NHL offices. And all the diamonds are sold there. There's watches. People, everybody has like their little boots in these weird little malls. Some people have offices like in Uncut Gems with the the buzzer and all that shit. This guy, he just goes, 
he buys watches. He calls it fast flips. So he'll go and buy a Rolex and then he'll go to somebody else and sell it. Yeah. And he'll okay. make like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars just flipping it in that in a video. And okay. I caught one of them and he's like, I'm gonna try and do this. So I think I caught like an I think he would have been selling and buying watches for a while, but I think he kind of figured out, oh, if I do this in one video, it's mm. gonna fucking take like if people can see me making two grand in, you know, two and a half minutes, this is gonna take off. Right, exactly. And I'm fucking hooked. I am fucking. I could make two and a half grand in a, in a couple of minutes, but I won't share how. That's usually the only other way, you know. Besides fucking putting a Rolex around, mm, right? Uh, that it's incredible. And I'm seeing other people, and I love these guys. There's a couple of these I, who fucking they're like Israeli, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. Spanish, Italian. Like it's so hard to tell. They all fucking talk the same crazy language. A but lot you, of them are Middle Eastern, but you don't really know the difference. And they're all like, they all have their own terms on closing the deal. And did did you know that the thing around a watch is called a bracelet? Mm. Or all the links? I didn't know yep. that. They all have the, you know, different shit to it. But there's some of those guys that are there. Cause I know, cause I, that's, so that's where I bought my wife's engagement ring. Oh, really? Okay. Cause like any true Italian in New York, there's only a couple of ways. You know, a guy who sells right. it out of his house or the back of a truck. Or you go to one of these fucking people and they're like, I know this guy and he's this. So you got to go and you yep. go in the place and you go up to the second floor and you walk past the thing and go around the back. And there's a Get guy. Hand job. Yep. The little thing. Right. And you fucking he gets the diamonds out. So uh, that's where I bought my wife's ring. And the, all those guys are the same. But the smart ones have a hot broad with them. There's just like a hot chick there. Right. And she's just there and she's just hot. And she smiles at the people and then people just fucking buy these crazy, you know, these crazy watches. And I don't understand how this guy does business. Like, and they all kind of know though, like they know he just bought it for 15 grand and he's selling it to them for 17 grand because they're going to sell it to some fucking schmuck for 19. Exactly. I was going to say, yep. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing Uh, that and boxer dogs. Boxer dogs have been showing up on my TikTok like crazy. Really? Do you just, want one? Just being adorable and cute. Uh, we've been talking about getting another dog, but it's not like an immediate thing. Okay. But that's that's been my TikTok. Uh, I can't get away from those fucking no. those, okay. those videos. They're probably a little tough. <clears throat> what about you? Just conspiracy theories and fucking planes and shit? Yep. All right. That's that's this that's this week's we'll see what uh, next week brings. Biden snapped at a reporter. That's <laughs> I want to I want to see this. That's you have you it? I, I do have it. If you really want to hear it, um, he was doing one of the helicopter interviews, which I don't know why this became a thing with presidents. Every president has done it. They're getting on the helicopter. The helicopter's loud as fuck. Mm. Nobody can barely hear anything. They're sticking microphones in his face. He's old as shit anyway. He He, can't hear nothing anyway. I was going to say, yeah, he can barely hear shit anyway. Um, And, uh, but they always fucking stick the microphone in their face and ask them the questions. And somebody asked him, I forgot what the question was exactly, but it was like, are you you worried about you're going to get taken down by the shit that, you know, the China deal and your son... How involved were you in your son's Chinese takedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? 
Where are you? No. Where are you? No. no. So that no was pretty. If you see the video, he gets gets Ooh. as angry. He gets Ooh, as angry. I like yeah. when he gets angry. Yeah. So that's that. He's pretty okay. pissed about that. That's all I got on that. Uh, last thing and biggest shock uh, is Andy Cohen kissing uh, Jennifer Lawrence on Watch What Happens Live. Did you see that? <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah. They've. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what it was, but they, they came in. She's promoting the new movie that she's got there. She's on Watch What Happens Live. I, I guess the idea came up of them kissing, and she said that you've kissed John Mayer, but you've never kissed me. Oh. And then she goes, I guess he's more your type. And he goes, I'd love to kiss you. And he fucking he laid a little smoocheroonie on her. Really? Yeah. All right, little, good for him. Got a little kiss in there. But isn't he gay? Very. Okay. He's, he's, so it, doesn't, it doesn't count. He, like he's a, the pride of the gay community right now. He's the best gay we've got. He is the best gay we got. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would imagine that the gays would be upset by this, that he's pretending to be on the other team. Right. It's okay. I've I've kissed my um, gay male friend on the lips. Recently? Yeah, like last night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, is that true? Because I was going to honestly, the God's honest truth. She just got married like a year or two ago, whatever it was. And I like I read that. And she, I think, did she have a kid with this person? I don't even know now. Oh, matter. I don't know. But she's married, and I, like you, you see this from Hollywood from time to time. This bugs me. I know you called me crazy jealous, and that's okay. But like, I see something like this, and I'd be like, if that was my wife, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Let me ask you something. What about if he, she kissed a girl? Would you? No, that's hot. Way? There's nothing wrong with that. That's see, it's good natured and fun. No, honestly though, it would probably it would be less insulting, but it would still be a little hurtful. I think. Okay. I just don't like, look, you have to act. That's one thing. I get that, you know, but to do a bit like this is bit and shtick and you're kissing somebody. Even like he's gay. It doesn't mean I, with all of those things in, in there, I still am a little bothered. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. It still feels like a weird thing to do because honestly, at the end of the day, it's not that funny and it's honestly not that <laughs> hilarious. You're like, mm, okay. You know, not that funny. All right. I don't know. Am I crazy? I feel like you're I. All right. That's pot and kettle black right now, because your your husband looked at some chick's ass a while ago and uh, it's still bothering you to this day. Exactly. <laughs> Would you be mad if your husband kissed somebody as a bit? Uh, a lesbian or a another male yeah let's put it in the best terms of the, exactly like this let's say he kissed a lesbian it's weird it, it's weird but it's more acceptable for a gay male to kiss a straight woman it is it just is i then don't for know a straight I, guy to kiss a lesbian yeah let me think about this let me digest this for a second hmm just like it's too, it's more acceptable for two girls to kiss, haha, than two guys to kiss, haha. Sorry, brother, because I know he loves to kiss every male that he knows. <laughs> he does. He really does. I've seen him kiss more men than I care to admit. Right. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's more fun for two chicks to kiss, but I'm a dude. What else would I? Right. Think? Well, you know. 
But I, I, but I even think it's more acceptable amongst women too. Like, it, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Are oh, you not going to ask me if I ever kissed a girl? Okay, fine. Have you ever kissed a girl? I don't know. I've actually, I, um, I kissed a girl on the lips as a joke. I never, like, made out with a girl. Although a lot of girls have, even if they're not lesbians. A lot of chicks have. Yeah, that yes. seems just like a thing that chicks do. They're like, yeah, I'm just going to make out with my friend tonight. No big deal. Right. Yeah. In the comments, please let me know if you're a girl and have kissed your friend and are not a lesbian. Yeah, heterosexual girls will kiss a girl for a goof. But heterosexual guys outside of your brother will, well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Then he would not be, we're not entirely sure of his heterosexuality just yet. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, dudes just don't go. I'm gonna kick. But your brother does. I'll tell you what. Your brother appeared in the TikTok uh, recap of the thing. He, he looked handsome as fuck. He did. How come he I didn't see it? I, he looks like a million bucks. I mean, he he you know he he looks coked out like he always does, but he looked like a million bucks. I didn't see him in it. Yeah, he's in it. I'll tell you why you didn't see him. Do you want to know why? Why you were in the same frame and you probably were just looking at yourself, not me uh, or him. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's that. correct. I know that's a billion percent correct. Right. Because I was talking, so that's easy to ignore, which you do. And he was in there right next to me, but you were in the background, and I was like, you must be fucking just laser focused. Yeah, in there. probably. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I guess that's, we should, we should go right into that then. Uh, we should. I don't know. People are raising their hands. Is this if you've made out with a chick? Kaylin, mm -hmm. Ossiani. Wonder... Ossiani doesn't count because she's a lesbian, right? The oh, she says gay girl, so I'm I'm assuming so. But I just think there's the women are more open and flexible that way. It's true. Than dudes are. But also, dudes can't emote, so it's not just the kissing thing. It's just emotion and feeling and being a human being for the most part. A lot right. of that stuff we have. A human being. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the um, the fundraiser. Congratulations. Really of an amazing job. Now, is that your first time at one of those? From one of my golf outings? Yes, right? Yes, I was supposed to attend last year, and at the very last minute, I couldn't. Okay. But I plan on being there last year. Yeah, this was the first. Was it at the same place last year? Yes. Now, I heard that it was much more well attended this year than last year. And there were more pride. Like everything was better because I was there is what I heard. I mean, basically we had about 50 more people join us for dinner. I believe you're welcome. You being one of them. Wait, was that a weight joke towards me or are there actually 50 more physical other people there? 50 more physical. Got people. it. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So good turnout. Thankfully, it didn't rain this year because last year it poured. Did it? Wow. Not good. No, that's not good. Not good. But it was very humid this year. But it's June in New York. So what do you expect, right? I have to tell you something. We showed up. So uh -oh. uh, we got there. So it's the golf outing. Which What time does that start? Nine? Ten? They have to be there at ten. Okay, so 10 o'clock. Um, it's the golf outing. They get a lunch and they more golfing. Then there was like a cocktail reception, right? Mm -hmm. 
and then there was dinner. Mm-hmm. So we got there for dinner. <gasps> you missed the cocktail hour. We got there just towards the end because my, my niece was watching the kids. She she was working. She got here. We by the time we put it all together, we got here at the end. And um, I, we show up, and every, everybody who golfed looked <laughs> like <know>. shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they had been through it, you know, and and I I, I get it because I like I haven't done a eighteen hole day in a while, but that's fucking exhausting. It's, and add humidity to it. Yeah, and we saw the first person we saw was your sister in law, and just out of instinct, like I gave her the finger, like we like we like we were walking in, and then we saw her like at another entrance, and I just gave her the finger out of in, out of instinct. And I think she got a little mad at me, to be honest with you. <gasps> really? Yeah, I don't know. She was kind of like, like she looked like surprised, and like she was playing it off as a joke. But then I actually felt bad about it. Well, you better publicly apologize here and on the group text then. I, I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. Well, here. I mean, I'm ignored here just as much as I am. On the right, group exactly. Text, so I go through all the effort. But um, but she, I was like, you know, she's like, oh, yeah. she. I guess she, vol- she was one of the volunteers. She said she had been there since nine o'clock in the morning. Yep. That's like a 12 hour. What time did you get there? Uh, we got there together. Jesus God. So I don't even know what time I left. Mm-hmm. Was it nine? It was probably around nine. So it was like a 12 hour day for you. Yeah, I got home about 10. So 13 hour day. It's fine. You know. Dear Lord. I got to tell you, it was intense. So for people, I mean, I'm sure people have been to fundraisers and shit, but it's like you get there. And there's all Janine had this whole room filled with like prize baskets and silent auction stuff. So it's like, do you want to buy a ticket and gambling problems? So I'm like, let's buy 500 tickets. And so we, we got a couple of tickets and now we're trying to put it in the basket to win. And it's like, as soon as you get that done, like you guys did a speech and then there was the speech and then there was food and then there's food and then they're calling out. I felt like in two hours passed in like three minutes because it was just like jam packed with just shit to do. Like, okay. You know why I felt like, cause there was so many people this year. It was like, boom, 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 boom. We got to do this. We got to make sure we do that. And blah, blah. It was just, it was a lot at once. It was, it, it was a lot. And it was just like, before I knew it, they were like clearing tables and they're like, get the yep. fuck out. Like, you know, because that was it. It was it was fast. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, it was a big it was a big thing. <sighs> Sorry, uh, yep. we showed we showed up in time to see our our advertisement thrown in the trash, which was <laughs> all our hard work, all Frank's hard work all year long. Now, I do want to let you know you are you were out on a hole because you were a shared <clears throat> hole sponsorship. I heard it wasn't a golf hole though. It was the glory hole one. I heard yeah. a little piece of paper taped over the hole in the bathroom. All right, maybe. <laughs> Actually, is there a sponsor for that? Because I would love to be that one next that year. That would be we could really. <laughs> we could make that happen. That would be so thrilling. I'll, I'll send that to them in an email. I'm not sure if they'll know exactly what I mean, but. <laughs> what um, hole is this podcast sponsoring? The glory hole in the bathroom, please. Right. If you could tape it up there. That is really. So the thing is, since you can't really go out after it's all done because it's like pitch black, basically out there, mm. um, we have to hurry up and get everything off the golf course because we're not allowed to leave it there and like pick it up the next day anyway. You have to go get it. 
Right, because there's some other douchebag there five o'clock in the morning the next morning trying right. to tee off and yeah. Right. So yeah. So we have to take we have to clear off all the signs, all the drinks, the coolers, uh, set up too. So it's you know, it's a lot. It was just so fitting because if you watch the video on TikTok and please go watch it there, it's on YouTube but only a minute of it. It's on Instagram and only a minute and a half. It's like almost three minutes of a recap. Oh, I didn't see it on TikTok. See, maybe that's what I'm, I didn't, I didn't see it on TikTok. I only saw it on Instagram. You got even on Instagram, it says go to TikTok to watch the rest of the fucking. Maybe I should watch, do the, pay attention. Go ahead. Watch it there. Go to our TikTok and God damn it. Follow us for the love of God. We've got 0.001 people on TikTok following us that we do the rest of the show uh, everywhere else. Um, Anyway, what was I saying? No. So, so how you see it, how you see it in the video is literally how it happened. Cause I was like, just going there to support. I wasn't going to do anything. I thought maybe we'd film a little something inside for the, the people. And then I was like, ah, cuddles looks really nice. I put on a shirt that required button buttoning. So <laughs> I'm like, maybe we will. I'm like, let me just take a couple of things, the clips and we'll see what happens. And so the first thing I shot was the sign of the place, the mansion at Oyster Bay, which how did you get that fucking place? That was way. I know people. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with that. That place. I don't even know what the fuck. It was good. That place fucks. It fucks hard. That place is a lot of fucking money. I was the poorest son of a bitch that ever stepped foot on that fucking those grounds. You really think so? No. <sighs> that place, Oyster Bay. Oyster Bay, yeah. There's a lot of money there. There is. Fucking Billy Joel money there. I know that. Um, is it a? That's a private club, isn't it? That one, I don't know if that one is. No. Well, for people who don't know, this it's she did it. Janine had it at the mansion at Oyster Bay. I will say it's not a typical mansion, but it's one of those. This is a mansion in fucking 1848 when the, the friggin' thing was built, you know? Right. Um, little gate in the front, like really like old money, old school money. So I mm-hmm. filmed that. And then right past it, they, you, they were giving away a fucking Range Rover or some shit. So it's like, there's a sign that says win this car. So I literally, I filmed that. I filmed the Range Rover, and then as I'm walking in, right by the entrance near the garbage, is our sponsorship sign. <laughs> it was the third thing I saw within ten seconds of being there, and I'm like, "Are right, then now we're gonna make a video? This is gonna be the thing, just to show that off." So my mother saw that, and she said she was dying laughing. <laughs> I'm like, that's not nice. Um, yeah, no. We've had it there for four years already. Our that's sign in the garbage? Oh, you mean the golf outing? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That too. Four years? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. Is this the most well-attended one? or it was it, it? It was. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. What am I going to, you know? Thank you. Thank you. But you're right. It was kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, this, that, man. Honestly, you want to hear something funny? I didn't even know our friends won best score i had no idea because i was so busy with something else that i i had no idea that they even won jerking so the guy behind the bar who was making yeah. the cocktails yeah <laughs> he was handsome i got it i kind of want so to do that too we give out awards for like best male best female although i don't i don't think we even did that this year 
best score, best drive, you know, like golf shit that I have no fucking clue about. And, Can I say um, something? A little sexist, but go ahead. I don't. Until you do, I'm not coming until there's a best trans award. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> That's next. All right. That'll be Frank's excuse next year. <laughs> That'll be what? Frank's award? Excuse next year. Oh, Frank. You're not coming. <laughs> I'm surprised Frank didn't golf. He's busy. He, I also think his back's hurting him. Yeah, no. Because he's usually right out there. He said he, he definitely wants to do it next year, though. Because yeah. I don't, so, by the way. I'm not going to be It's polite. okay. Yeah. There's a lot of people who aren't golfers yeah. and just drinkers. That's what you could do. Um, Can I tell you something? I felt like there was a lot of people there that that never lost a baby and still stillborn birth. I think there were some posers, some fakers. Oh, you think? Yeah. Mm, In fact, I started I started shaking some of the women and asking them for proof. And then by the third one who showed me a picture, I was like, maybe I should stop doing this. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I had no idea that in golf they call them foursomes a force a force <laughs> a foursome of our friends they won best score how'd you make that discovery where's your foursome you're probably like who's fucking on this golf i don't know yeah, huh? understand what's happening here the funniest is two of our friends two of their names were in another group and the guy who was running the golf part thought the other group won. And our group was like, no, 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 that's us. That's us. And then oh, really? this guy was like, oh, oops. So the guys already had, they already gave the award to the other guys. Did you know this went on? No, I saw none of this. I saw all okay. the prizes be given out. And then the silent auction stuff. And then I saw... The doctor who was sitting up, by the way, thank you for putting me at the VIP table where I belong. I appreciated that so much because often the distance at what I like to call the loser table was where Frank was. Right. And then even further past that were our other friends who were even farther back, right. which just made me utterly happy the whole entire evening. You're welcome. So at the guest of honor table where I was, with the doctor was, now is she the doctor? No, she is a sonogram test. She, she works, works. Okay. Yeah. She's saving lives. She's help. She's fucking helping people out, making it happen. Much like myself. And she got an award, which I was happy to see. And I liked her speech. I didn't see any other. Oh, I saw our other friend get the longest drive award. Right. Because I couldn't believe that. Because I'm like, he definitely made that up. Like, he definitely just put the ball next to the hole and was like, look at how far everybody. Um. But that was it. That was the last one I saw. I did not see them give out the best foursome award for the night. So that's who won is uh, the longest drive guy. Yeah. That group. So what happened was they gave the award, which is a trophy with like a cup in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those guys actually put beer in that trophy and drank from it. And, At the then, outing? and then also had to give that back to our friends. <laughs> Oh, wait, the guys who thought they won and didn't yep. win? <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. So they got a cup. They won the trophy. Yep. And somebody already drank beer out of it when yep. they got it. So that's why. How did they get? It. How was it confused? I don't understand. Did they name their foursome the same name or no, something? They had they had a I'm just going to say J and and had a J and a David on that other team, too. Oh, so they had so the they same. Saw, the guy saw the names and just thought the other team won, but he 
Because he was like, I know this Jay, yeah, exactly. I know this David. They these are the yeah. winners. Oh, that's fucked up. So did our friends say something? Yeah. Oh, come uh, on. Of course they, they did. did. Come on. Of course. Because I was so ha- proud. Like when I saw, well, I, our friend sent a picture of himself naked with underwear in the trophy, which I didn't appreciate that. And then first thing in the morning. But I, I was proud of him. I saw it was, it was a funny move. I, I was very, very proud of him. But I didn't see it. But I, I will say this. We literally, we pulled a Frank. We just left. I don't we even did. know if I we know. said goodbye to you. No. Yeah. I think we said goodbye to Rita. That was it. Because she saw us on the way out. But we were like, D went to the bathroom, which was close to the exit. I was out there and I was like, are we going to go back in and spend another 20 minutes saying goodbye to people? Or can we just get the fuck out? Just fucking leave. And we just fucking left. And it was a great feeling. I, I, I loved you. it. Well, okay. So it was funny because you guys did not really know who the doctor was at first. Okay. This is some sexist ass shit. Go ahead. We, we Also slightly racist. Go ahead. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. We sit at the table and Janine goes, that's my doctor. And it's a, it's a man and a woman. It's a, I don't know what kind of bra- brown haired woman, mm-hmm. a beautiful woman and a Chinese guy. And you call me racist if you want, but I just assumed that the Chinese man was the doctor. I was right. like, "No, well, he is. He is. The, he is the doctor. Oh, he is a doctor. Oh, but he wasn't so, your doctor. No. So he he was my. So he was my high risk doctor. He's part of a, a practice where it's him and the other guy, and the other guy is the one whose face is all over everything. Like he's the main doctor. He trained the other guy. So. I did not know that they were coming. I did not know until like earlier that day that the, he was actually going to send people since he sponsored part of it. Like um, <clears throat> he gave more money than you did. So he, <laughs> <laughs> so he got two free tickets. So I had told him. And then finally the girl told me, oh, doctor and the other girl are coming. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And that's why I told him, I was like, listen, I'm giving you an award. You don't have to say anything, but if you want to, you can. And she's like, I'll say something. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. And he's like, I'm not saying anything. I'm too, I'm too embarrassed. I'm too shy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So anyway, it's really funny because he didn't realize that I was going to be there. And I haven't seen him in almost four years. So when I first saw him, he's like, hey. And then he's like, oh, wait, it's you that's running, like running this. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. He's like talking to me. And I'm like, does he really remember me? And then. Then you showed him your vagina and he was like, now I remember. Yeah. No, I made I made a waxing joke, like a vagina (laughs) waxing joke. Oh, that was the guy. That was the doctor. Yeah. And he's like, all right, now I remember. Because, because honestly, like, you know, when you when you go to this type of doctor, a lot of women can feel like, you know, it's like, like nervous, like, because obviously, you go in there and you're gonna find out, like, uh, if there's anything wrong with your baby, like right away, like, you know, it's just. So I, when I would go in there, I would crack a lot of jokes. Because you were nervous. I, you know, but you know me, I crack jokes anyway. Yeah but he always laughed so hard at them. Like he was like, Oh, you're funny, Janine. Right. And like, you know, I would talk to him like, like he was like a, I wouldn't talk to him. Like he was a doctor, if that makes sense. Like, 
I wouldn't be like, so how, how, what do you think, Doc? I'd be like, so what, what is that on the fucking screen? Like, you know, like, mm. and he, he liked that. But he's also very young. I didn't realize that. He's only 42. That's, I, I was going to say 24. He looks, he looks amazing. He's, he's young. He looks younger than that too, right? Yeah, he looks really young. But also extremely smart. I mean, he's Asian. And I said that too to him. I'm like, well, you know, he's extremely smart. He's Asian. He starts laughing at me. <laughs> and like, I don't know. So anyway, he was like embarrassed to talk. I'm like, hello. Like, what, what the fuck? So anyway, she said she would. So then she did. But it was really funny because Frank's wife thought they were together. I thought they were together, too. <laughs> I knew that they weren't together because she was my sonotech, too. So anyway, it's really funny. And then your wife made a blowjob joke in front of him. <laughs> Did she really? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I didn't and hear this. What'd she say? She's like, oh, he's going to be begging for a blowjob on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> something and he i saw him like look and laugh and then later on i go i apologize for my friends i go oh actually my God. no i don't i said you probably had the same kind he goes yes i do so he was like okay what kind of a world are we living when you're apologizing for other people being inappropriate right, you no. know they were inappropriate no it was it was just funny you know because like my brother's there obviously who knows what he said too i have no clue mm. but anyway they had like a great time which i was so i was so happy that they really because yeah. i said you know like how many times do you guys have to go to these fucking boring dinners and they're like no we had a great time and, and the food was great i was like okay good so i was happy i was happy but they're not fucking at all like maybe no. even possible do they have significant others or yeah they do oh no I, that doesn't really mean anything today world so i guess not because i because I, when i saw them i i the first thing i have this thought everywhere where i'm like Good for him, because I always feel like every guy is overachieving with the girl yeah. that he's with. Okay. But I was like, good for him, because he's fighting that Asian stereotype. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, but he is a doctor, though. But he was so young and confident looking. I'm <laughs> like, he must have a real fucking big dick on him. <laughs> even though he's Asian. Yeah, even though he's, and, and even to keep her, I'm like, she's a really pretty girl. Like, he must have a huge, just a killer hog. And, <laughs> uh, and then when you're like, oh, they're not together, I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. That's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I know. But you know what? They, I was glad they had a good time. I was glad that they, you know, they were they were just laughing the whole night. They really were. So good for them. This makes me laugh. Uh, Paul and Glenn are arguing in the chat about if we're more left or right leaning. Oh God! Glenn is accusing us of being too left. And definitely Paul. right. Definitely Paul, right. Paul is saying we're more right. That makes me so happy. That you really can't nail us down. That's that makes me that. Now, makes can me. can I tell you what I did? That I, I don't even want to say it, but it's almost too funny not to share. Please, is it embarrassing? Yes, I love it. It's so embarrassing. I can't have wait. To do it. All right. So in the morning, when the golfers came in, they had to check in, gave me their name told them about like the golf contest that we had like you know the longest drive um something called a mulligan card you know stupid shit right so this guy's talking to me young young kid he had a british accent so i was like you know me i always i joke around with people so i was like oh i was like did you just put that on for today or 
did you really, did you travel a long way? So he looked at me, I'm like, your accent. He goes, oh, I don't have an accent. I have a speech impediment. Oh, oh my God, Janine. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. Now, <sighs> I wanted to fucking die. But oh. Lee, Lee said I, I, I smoothed it over pretty good. But honestly, he, he legit sounded like he, ha- he has a British accent. How okay. do you confuse a British accent for a speech impediment? Okay, I want I I should have recorded him because we thought <laughs> loaded too. She thought it too. Yeah, that's less embarrassing putting his shit out to thousands of people on a podcast. I know. But oh god, so fucking embarrassing. Okay. That's, and he's there to help you raise money for I know, a cause and I felt that's so, so dear bad. to you. But Anthony, he really fucking sounded okay, he really sounded British. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. All right, then, 007. Get your golf clubs. Let's go. <laughs> Holy shit. That's bad. Yeah, okay. That's really bad. Oh, so fucking embarrassing. I feel horrible about the whole... Like, I said it was such a beautiful night. Now I have a different opinion on it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then my brother is convinced that I put a laxative in his in his lunch. <laughs> he told me this story. He did. He just told me he had to run off the course. <laughs> he did. I love I your your brother and our friend Ray mm-hmm. are the two most hilarious people because okay. No matter what, we'll gather together. Especially Ray has this problem where if he's eating anywhere not at his own house, he says the same shit all the time. Restaurant, my house, your house, whatever it is. It's the yep. same text the next day. Anybody else get sick? <laughs> and you think to yourself, I watched you eat six and a half pounds of food yesterday. Like, of course you're going to have diarrhea and shit yourself the next day. Like, there's just no way you're not going to be sick on the toilet. Right. And your brother's the same way. Like, I'll watch him pound three cheeseburgers and then like two hours later go, I don't know, something was fun. No, you, you're I can't eating. imagine why I'm shitting yeah. my brains out. <laughs> yeah. You're eating an insane amount of fucking food. That's why. I don't know if he ate, if he shit before he ate lunch or it was right after lunch. I'm not really sure. It was after because so husband asked if I could bring them lunch on the course because there was like a halfway house where you could like four holes met up there. So you got lunch and he thought the lunch was ending earlier than it was. So I was like, no, it's not. So I, (laughs) I, I was like, let me get it. So, of course, I volunteered because I love fucking driving the golf cart. I have an obsession with it. If I could get a golf cart and just drive it forever in my life, I would I would get one. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. It is. So, anyway, he's golfing with uh, my brother and this other guy. So, I was like, all right, I'll get them a hamburger and a hot dog each. Um, I'm going to put sauerkraut on my husband's hot dog because I know he likes that ketchup on his hamburger because he's not um, a serial killer and for the other two guys i'm not sure if they like sauerkraut so i'm just gonna only i'm just gonna put ketchup and mustard and i'm no i'm not serving ketchup on a hot dog to a man i refuse to do that so sorry if you like ketchup on a hot dog anthony so anyway i must have gotten a hot dog but go ahead okay good so 
I drive to them. I give it. I say, Gaetano, this is yours. My brother, this is yours. The other guy, this is yours. My brother was like, why did you give me like that? And I was like, like what? He was like, you gave me this specific one. I'm like, yeah, because I put like sauerkraut on husband's hot dog. I don't know if you want, you know, whatever. It's like, okay. He was like, definitely did something to this. I was like, what do you think I did? Well, I was inside setting up and I see him jet inside. And I was like, he's like, where's the bathroom? And I'm like, over there. He, he didn't even talk. I was like, oh shit, probably have to shit. So <laughs> when is he's, and now it's a long time. I'm like, oh, I guess he went out to front, whatever. He comes back out. I'm like, you went in the whole time? He's like, yeah. I was like, did you have to shit? He goes, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he yells at me later. What did you do to my, what did you do to my, um, All right, I'm, I'm like, nothing. I'm genuinely concerned for your brother because he was a little paranoid when I was there. <clears throat> yep. He, he's like, did you take my ticket? I go, what ticket? He's like, I, there was a ticket in my pocket. Now it's gone. I go, did you feel me reach into your fucking pocket? He's like, no, I, I, I don't know if I dropped it or he's like, you, he's like, you took it. Right. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. I have no idea. I don't know if you ever found the ticket, but I didn't. And he thought I was literally fucking with him oh, and no. took his ticket. For like 20 minutes, he was like, where's that ticket? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Nick. Yeah, he was out there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kaylin had the same thought that I had. That's the equivalent of assuming someone's pregnant and they're not. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Jay Sabs. Don't be sorry. She's an inconsiderate I tell you right now, shit. Everybody here, if you would have heard him speak, you would have said, oh, that guy's, fr- that guy's British. I can't imagine confusing a speech impediment for a British accent. I just right, when don't you think see of speech it. impediment, what do you think of? Uh, like a lisp or like just like like the the syllables kind of fall off a little at the end, like that kind of There's no. so many. There's so many. So I don't know what kind he has. Is it British speech impediment? Maybe. There are so uh. many different ones that you can have. So Oh, so upsetting. I can't <laughs> fucking you. believe I did that. I told my mother, she goes, oh, no. And I was were... like, oh, God. What you need to do is donate some of that cash you stole to the fucking Speech oh, Impediment yeah. Foundation. And then, and then you guys made me um, explain how I sent a picture of my fake vagina to my boss that time to the doctor. Do you remember this? That wasn't me. That? I heard you talking about it, but that wasn't that wasn't me. He's like, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, God. Okay, well. I'm doing it. I'm telling you. So she she couldn't get it. She couldn't get it for. She's like, wait, how'd you do that? And then she's like, oh god, okay. I <laughs> think it was. I think it was one of the the other that that asked that story. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't know. It was. I went. I felt like it was your side of the table. Who? Uh, maybe I don't know. Who? By the way, he was the contracting company that that did he donate money and, and as one of them. Yep. Yeah, because I saw I, I, well, I was thumbing through the the um, the program because I'm like they threw my advertisement away. I wonder if I at least made the program, and I saw the size of his thing, and I was like, oh. "Holy shit, this guy must have gave a lot." Of fucking, yeah, made me feel bad. I was like, "Oh, we really should have done a little bit more." Oh, please, please, because because uh, ours was scrunched down into. The, in fact, I think I think I think you literally just put it you sharpied into the one that was just on my <laughs> table. I didn't see it on any other programs but i was like wow this guy's doing pretty all right for himself if he's fucking buying an ad that size yeah right jesus 
Uh, the other thing is, uh, Ossiani had a lovely question, which is, how do we donate uh, in the name of Diana Hope? Is it a PayPal thing? You're asking oh. the wrong person, Diana. Because oh God, this is the other thing that happened. I didn't even ask you about this, Anthony. I, I forgot to, to. I have to tell you. So okay. you're all pallet. You know, I'm in there. It's uh, okay. I will say this. Uh, obviously, it's a tragedy what happened to you and all these other people. But I think what you've tried to do since then is normalize talking about it. Right? It was kind of the whole point. That's kind of been Janine's mission. And so. And by the way, I've caught some shit for joking around about some of these things, but I feel like I'm helping that normalization. You are helping it. Okay, thank you. Um, if I'm being a dick, you just tell me. Okay. But um, so it was a nice, you know, people may think, oh, it, it must be a solemn. It was a wonderful atmosphere. Like yeah. it, it was quite celebratory, you know? And everybody was in a good mood. Like it was so cheery and just wonderful and just nice, you know, oh. like the guy who, uh, who is the guy, the other couple there. So they're the ones who originally wanted to start to do a golf outing because they lost their daughter. They lost their first daughter too. It was like a year before you did. Right. Or do I have that wrong? Uh, oh no, it was probably after. around the same time. A yeah, year a year after. After. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I said it was five years. And he was up there talking. The husband was up there talking and he got like emotional and started crying. Honestly, I swear to God, I welled up a little bit because it was. No. Yeah, I really, I really did. No. Partially because I felt what he was going through and also because I felt I can host this so much better. Why am I not up there? And then like <laughs> Frank could also do a better job at this than this guy. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but I guess he was genuine. So I got it. Uh, but you all did a nice job speaking. But. Like it was very jovial and and just it was a wonderful like I felt like everybody was together, you know, it was just a wonderful feeling. So I was knocking back a couple of cocktails, having a good old time. I was driving, so kind of my kind of my thing when I'm driving is a couple of quick cocktails when you get there, feel really good, then you have some food and you sober up and you get home, you know. Right. Cause the way I eat, you know. Right. By the second plate, you're completely sobered up. So, but I was in the midst of being buzzed and I took a picture of you. I took a, of hosting because I was very proud of you. You did a really good job up there. I almost slammed somebody's head into a fucking wall over that mic feedback because that was uncalled for. We could have fixed that too. I know. But you, you were a trooper. You didn't let it bother you. Um, and then I took a picture with Frank and I put it out. And then on Instagram, it's like, you know, are, is this a part of a fundraiser? And I was like, how are you reading my mind, Instagram? So I, I hit it, and I search Star Legacy, and it pops up, and I hit it fast. By the way, again, not something on me, but I'm going to put a criticism out here to the mansion at Oyster Bay. Maybe your lighting get fixed, because it was hard to see in there when you're on the phone. <laughs> I hit it, and I just send it out. And I didn't realize you could, like, adjust the amount. I didn't know anything. I was just, like, mm -hmm. fundraiser and go. never did that before, right. And so it was a hundred dollar fundraiser cuddles like five seconds later goes, somebody already donated the hundred dollars. Oh, and I'm like, that's really fucking wonderful. And I'm like, I don't even know. You're right. Who, who was it? Who this is? Okay. So I go to find out who it was. Cause it turns out you can see. Okay. Who it is. Brian, the cannon Bannon. <gasps> oh, who is this most sweetest guy. 
the the most genuine and wonderful person in radio and that's I, really nice thank and you and frank is in radio and yeah i know him for 30 years and i confidently say brian is the best person and most generous and wonderful person in radio he instantly gave the money so then tell him so then i get home and cuddles goes did you look at this thing and i'm like uh i look at it it's not the star legacy foundation it's the five star legacy five star light star light star whatever the fuck it was whoever scam they were paul i picked the wrong fucking charity so i was like all like oh look at how much i'm helping and look how nice brian is now we got money going to some fucking god even knows what well you know what he could go back and take it back can i tell you something i spent almost two and a half hours of my life yesterday <laughs> trying to figure out the online with facebook support trying to fucking figure out how to get the money out of this oh come on godforsaken charity which i think it was for like underprivileged kids which if i could if i could be with my fellow republicans here for a moment if they're in the womb i care once they get out they can go fuck themselves right, right. if you can't feed yourself at at three years old, you can go scratch. Okay. I was two when I got my first job and figured it out. So go fuck right. yourself. I mean, hello. Right. But, you know, in the womb, and I'm all for you. So that's where I want my money going, you know? Um, also, I was there, cracked the Bud Light, poured it out, refused to drink it. Just, just kind of hammer the point home to everybody. Just like a lot of people did. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, that I, so I had to fucking figure it out. And then I had to like write him. I'm fucking sending him help articles on how to get your money out of <laughs> these fucking things. Cause now I'm like, I don't know if they're going to give you the money back. They said it would, right. if I do this, you can get your money back. I don't know if you got to do something. So I'm fucking sending him shit. I'm like, you're so gentle. His only problem is being friends with a fucking moron. That's his only issue in life is that it. So that was unfortunate. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I fucked that up big time, so I apologize. Oh my that. god, please! Well, your heart was in the right place, and that's all that matters. Shame my eyes weren't like in my fingers. So I could fucking pick the right thing. Now, right. did you just tweet? Is that the one to the to give? That's yes. the link right there. That's the link. All right, we'll put it. We'll put that in the in the description too for the replay people. Um, they can click on that if they if you have the means to give. That would be lovely. Um, not every dollar that goes to that organization gets skimmed by Janine. They do do some good work, so <laughs> it, it's secure. I can assure you of that. I can assure you of that. Now, well, if somebody from the show donates, will you throw away their stuff in the garbage immediately, or will you? Well, I think only. Yeah, I will. Okay. All right, I'll just check. Uh, overall, though, it, it it was a good night. I'm very proud of you, honestly. Oh, I I'll be honest. I get extremely nervous to uh, speak in front of a crowd. I can do karaoke with no problem, no drinks. But give me a microphone and tell me to talk in front of people. Like I get extreme, extreme nervousness. But right before I was like, listen. Come on, you could do this. Whatever. I ha and I have to have something um like written to speak to speak because if I get up there, it's gonna be like you know. Did you have any cocktails or no? You didn't drink. At I all? did not. Nope. You guys didn't eat. I, I don't. I don't know. No, if you, not really. I noticed that Leanne. Not that I track this stuff, but I noticed that Leanne had like a full fucking plate. Yep. 
because she was running around helping you right which was a shame because i i tried to get her steak and brother got right (laughs) but Um, you didn't have any i did give you advice you ignored me what'd i say what'd you say i said you you go up there you tell everybody they say if you want to not be nervous you picture everybody in their underwear and look at the cock on this guy. That's how you fucking <laughs> open up the room. I would have loved to have said that. And then point to the Chinese doctor. <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy was breaking stereotypes. Probably probably had a girthy fucking dick on him, too. That's what I think. He was just very confident. Very, very confident for his height. Aww. Yeah. So, all right. But you did good. Um, well, thank you. You really think I did a good speech. I thought you did a good speech. I, you know, we we brought this up the other night. I haven't held you to it. You did say you were doing stand up this summer, and we're getting awfully close to August. I haven't seen you write anything or do anything. It's going to disappear from the screen any moment. I could. <laughs> <laughs> are you writing material? Or are you because you should have you should have broke out some material there. There would have been a nice little place to try out. To How's try... everyone doing tonight? How about those stillborn babies? Yeah. <laughs> You could have tried two minutes of current event stuff just to right. kind of loosen up the room a little bit. So, what's everybody think about these canceled flights? Hmm. <laughs> Who's on TikTok? Show of hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to give me some money to show off my tits? Let's go. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you had so many friends in the room. You could have picked on any one of us. And That's true. Fuck. There goes my. Okay. There goes always next year. And gotten over on the room. Like, nobody believed that our friend David won the the far. Like, nobody believed it. I asked around. I'm like, does anybody believe that David really hit the longest drive today? Mm-hmm. And they were like, over that athletic guy over there and that athletic guy over there? No. Before I start, I just want to know, how much did the guy who probably ate like he had five assholes tonight <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay the golf guy? To say, I don't know. I went his longest, longest drive was or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Thanks, guys. They're swing with the stars champions, though. They they have that title for a year. Oh, like, they do. I expect the next time we go to our friend's house, it that trophy to be prominently displayed. It better be above the fireplace. I was gonna say it should be in the like much like when you win the Stanley Cup, you keep it you keep it around so we could pour champagne. And every when everybody comes over the house, you pour a little champagne and everybody takes a sip. Knows what right. it's like to be a champion, like Jesus, like Jesus would do. Yeah, that's what I expect. Uh, all right, well, link in the description if you want to help and donate to the Star Legacy Foundation, the Swing for the Stars event. Um, is that you do that and the walk? Is that yep. the two big things? Yep, and actually next year. Or I'm trying to see when I would love to do a wing eating contest. That would be so at the golf thing or separate. Separate. Hmm, I'm down for that. That you can count on me showing up for. I've actually helped with uh, one, so that shit's fun. We should do. It that. is fun. It is fun, and it's very exciting too. Yeah, and plus everybody with the burnt, bleeding assholes the next day. You make it a whole... Oh, my God. You definitely get a text the next morning. Anybody's asshole bleeding on fire? (laughs) Here's the award for bloodiest next day asshole. (laughs) Goes to? Oh, 
Same winner as last year. (laughs) (laughs) This is unfair. He had two hemorrhoids coming into this event, but still, he put away a lot of wings. So let's let's give it up for David, everybody. Um, You should really. (laughs) You know, know, he's definitely winning that. Go ahead. (laughs) You should really do that. That would be a lot of fun. Do you want to say or even give a ball? Because I feel like you're. You bring in a ton of cash on the walkathons and everything. How much have you raised so far since you've been doing this? Oh, I have not like. You haven't tallied it up. I haven't tallied it up. Mm, you should. I would be curious. Hmm. I feel like you've done a lot. You've done way more than than I know that I would. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like anytime I've ever cared for a cause or anything, I've I've raised if we were lucky. You raised a hundred dollars to the wrong cause. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Who's well, asked? Really. Who's asked? Do I have to fucking pummel to get the Star Legacy Foundation on the goddamn Facebook donation thing? That's where they you guys should there. be. They are there. Lies. I would have never made a mistake like that and chose the okay. wrong one. I don't think well, you're on. If you got to go on Instagram for me later, and you're gonna see, I don't think you could pick them. It's Instagram or Facebook. Instagram. But I think, well, it's the same company, but I, I, I chose it on Instagram. I'd also like All you right. to, to do this for me. I'd like you to send a cease and desist to Five Star Legacy Fuckface Foundation <laughs> and tell them to stop cashing in on your name to try and yeah. raise money. Because I'm sure, guess what? You're not the only person. What kind of pieces of shit would He's take advantage same. of yep. a, a stillbirth organization trying to make the world a better place and raise money off of the backs of all those parents. Well, I'm sorry to tell you on, on, on our way going out after just watching a little bit of the Ryan Seacrest topic, I will never watch you again. Your language is disgusting and putrid. I'm sorry. I missed that. <laughs> oh, is that a comment? I thought you were saying that. I was no, like, no, Where, no. who are you? Well, I mean, to be fair, Ryan Seacrest said he was learning Italian because he liked Italian food. That's offensive to me. Oh, uh, not as a fat person, not so much as an Italian. Still, it's a lot of you know. I don't, I don't understand why we're supposed. He said in it, he goes to Jimmy Kimmel. Do you know how hard it is to learn a language at forty six? Nobody asked you. Oh, who's that? who asked you to learn a fucking language? Right, because he goes. You know how much I like Italian food, so I thought I'd learn Italian. What backward-ass logic is that? So I got a little upset, okay? I got a little I'll have to go back and listen then. I might have gotten a little out of hand. I might have got a little out of line myself. uh, She's not going to like what I have to say about the British guy. Yeah, just wait. That's the problem with this live chat. They could be watching 45 minutes ago, but it'll come up now. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, when she gets to the part where you insult the shit out of somebody who has a speech impediment who came just to help you. Good luck. <laughs> All right, that's it, damn it. Okay, bye. I'm giving everybody two hours. This is, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, see, there you go. Janine can't even wait another minute and 30 for the friggin' outro to play um <laughs> i like robin too this is the best response ever come on kathy <laughs> robin you are amazing 
After somebody just wrote a paragraph and a half calling me putrid, <laughs> Robin's response is, come on, come on. Come on, Kathy. Come on. Um, I'm sorry, Kathy. I wish you'd loosen up and have some fun. I thought the Ryan Seacrest bit was quite appropriate and, and rather entertaining. Uh, at least I entertained the shit out of myself. I don't know if anybody else caught any of that. Uh, thanks to Jay Sabs. Uh, thanks to Frank, who did a good... Frank's hysterical in the video. Frank Frank literally bid on nothing but betting. Watch the video on our TikTok right now. Link in the description below, also at anthonyonair.com. Uh, we're out. Appreciate everybody. Thanks for voting. Thanks for buying the book from uh, Aaron. We'll catch you guys all on the next episode. Show me potato salad. Come on, Ken. Come on. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>